Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On Heartbeat at a Time. Battle for Freedom. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Watson Prunier from Battle for Freedom on Mojo Fiverr Radio, and I'm glad that you're part of the program as we get into another broadcast of Battle for Freedom on Mojo Fiverr Radio. Uh, we're going to have some fun here. Uh, <laughs> we're going to have a whole lot of fun here. Oh, my goodness. Uh, this is too much fun. This is too much fun. Uh, yeah. Uh, I am an amalgamation of a lot of different things here. And um, what's really cool about this is uh, we're going to do Battle for Freedom. Uh, and in the process of doing this, um, in the process of doing this and having fun here, uh, let's uh, let's have a great time. American Pride Roses Coffee, the official coffee of Mojo Fiverr Radio. Uh, and uh, not only the official coffee of Mojo Fiverr Radio, uh, but historically great coffee that you can't do without American Pride Roses coffee. Oh yeah. I guess I do need this other lights, lights, cameras, action. Um, not only the official coffee of Mojo Fiber radio, uh, but historically great coffee. Watson's white chocolate caramel blend is definitely going to be my favorite blend of American Pride Roses coffee, but there's so many more that you can enjoy. Uh, and we make available if you go to American Uh, if you're triggered with the lights or low lights or whatever it is, and you need, uh, to figure out a way to better survive, uh, battle for freedom, go to <laughs> new life holistic.com, uh, and get the biofeedback therapy that you need, uh, just to make certain that there aren't any problems for you as you um, go through uh, to figure out a way to better start it's so that you can recover from all the craziness that might be experiencing even during the day uh anthony macchiotti can help you with the biofeedback therapy where you get retuned you know life is stressful life is hectic you're probably in the middle of a tornado you know a hurricane uh you know warning and you're very stressed. And there are going to be some traumatic things that's going to go through this. Uh, it's possible that, you know, those medications, those over-the-counter pills that you've been taking may just not have the correct effects of rebalancing you in the midst of tragedy. So contact, contact uh, you know, Anthony Macchiotti and let him know that Watson from Battle for Freedom sent you. You can't go wrong with that, uh, please. Uh, this is... Um, very, very interesting as we sit here and we try and do this. So, you know, here it is. Here it is. I am. Uh, I'm going to be moving over to. I'm going to start moving over to 
rumble. Well, let me actually just give you this notice for this right now so you know exactly what's going on. Uh, having a problem uh, streaming to rumble right now. I don't know what's the problem, but uh, you know, let's just turn this off. And we're going to just turn this one on. And we'll try and see. So let's go here. And let's go here. No, not that one. That's not the one I want. I wanted actually this one here. Hi, everyone. Watson Prenier here from Battle for Freedom on Mojo Fiber Radio. Just want to let you know there's going to be an update as to where I'm at on Rumble. If you're on this page, I want you to go to the address that's below and subscribe to that page. You can unsubscribe from this page and go to the new location, which is in the URL you see below uh, in the subject. I mean, in the subtitle of this this video for you. Please update your URL. Go there. Subscribe. Going to try and get about 100 users, uh, subscri subscribers to the page and start uh, just uh, broadcasting live from Rumble and Ditch. Uh, I'm going to look at probably getting rid of my YouTube page because of the fact that right now uh, I've been silenced by YouTube because of talking about all things elections. And they didn't like it. So instead of me constantly fighting these bands, let's just get ready to just move over. I've been wanting to do this for a while anyway. So subscribe to the link below. And then uh, once I get up and share it out with as many people as you possibly know, and I can basically get ready for the transition and go from there hopefully sooner than before the end of this year talk to you later god bless and keep triggering change yeah keep triggering change uh because of the fact that uh we're not going to be held back by the systems that are trying to shut us down and we go from there uh again really appreciate you as we do this and we try to get as we try to get this up and running, I'm praying that this will help you be ready. So again, let's do this. I'm going to close that and see if that helps. So we're going through the book of Hebrews. Again, you remember I'm always using this book here from the Bible, of course, and Kenneth Boa and Bruce Wilkinson's book, Talk Through the Bible, to try and get us through this. Uh, if you want to interact, you can go to facebook.com forward slash battle for freedom. I see Heidi, Linda, Curtis, Trisha, Carolyn, Melissa, Scott, Lep, uh, Jamie. So we have a full Ain't Your Peach crew here. Uh, and, you know, and I see Grace, who's down in Florida, so praying for you. Uh, she says, uh, good morning, having faith in Florida. Definitely. So, uh, praying that you stay healthy there and, uh, not have too many problems. I know it's been, I know it has to be very challenging as you're trying to get through that and just whew, really praying for you. Uh, just as an update as well too. I heard last night from my brother that, you know, my dad, they're going to be moving him to, they're going to be moving him to, uh, a rehab center. A rehabilitation center like within the next 48 hours and his uh, wife my stepmother uh, she's doing better she was in the hospital room next to him so this will be really good as we try to um, just can thank you for your prayers everyone thank you for your prayers you know as we are in the word and we're doing building Bible back you know and trying to get just this re-emphasis on God's word and and being confident in who he says he is he's revealed himself in the word of god 
uh, it's really important that we take a deep look and deep dive into these passages. And one of the things that I'm looking here this week is it's looking at it's looking at Hebrews, the book of Hebrews. And, you know, so, so one of my friends hadn't heard this before, but, you know, it says, why does God drink coffee? Probably even American Pride, Pride, Pride Roses coffee because Hebrews. <laughs> so you only get one lame joke of the day <laughs> and we'll go from there. <laughs> Thank you so much, Linda, uh, for that. And, but, you know. Yes, the lame joke is why God loves coffee, because he brews. <laughs> but you know what? It could be a whole bunch of different things. Is he brewing coffee? Is he brewing alcohol? <laughs> oh, I don't want to trigger anybody with saying that. Uh, but uh, it's pretty stinking funny. It's pretty hilarious. Uh, but as we get into this, and Bruce Wilkinson, I love the way that they break this down. Because the idea and the concept of what is going on here is the supremacy of Christ. And, this, you know, in the opening salvo, this is what, you know, that he's going to be sharing with respect to this. Many Jewish believers, having stepped out of Judaism into Christianity, wanted to reverse their course in order to escape persecution by their countrymen. The writer of Hebrews exhorts them to press on to maturity in Christ. Christ. His appeal is based on the superiority of Christ over the Judaic system. Christ is better than the angels, for they worship for they worship him. He is better than Moses, for Moses was created by him. He is better than the Aaronic priesthood, for his sacrifice was once for all time. He is better than the law, for he meditates a, he mediates a better covenant. In short, there is no there is more to be gained by suffering for Christ than by reverting to Judaism. Pressing on to maturity produces tested faith and self-discipline and a visible love seen in good works. So, you know, it's it's really, uh, it's just really powerful as you sit here and you look at, you know, you look at what we have in Hebrews. And, you know, it's broken down. It's about 13 chapters here. And it's really beautiful because there's a lot of beautiful stuff here. Three major parts, superior superiority of the, Christ person, superiority of Christ's work, and then superiority of Christ's walk. Uh, you know, they're, they're talking about the you know the first four chapters about the majesty of Christ. The the chapter seven through ten are the ministry of Christ, and chapters ten through thirteen are the ministers for Christ. And the and you know the first ten chapters are dealing with doctrine, and the last. Chapter, uh, last three chapters are dealing with discipline. It was written about 64 to 68 AD. Then really it's unknown. Many people think it's the Apostle Paul who wrote the book of Hebrews. Uh, and there's no there's no truth to that. But again, we don't know. And all we're going to do is just hope that uh, God is exalted in the midst of all of this here. And that's all we can do is just hope, hope for that and go from there. So... I don't know why this is having problems here, but we'll figure it out later. So as we sit here and we look at this thing here, and we, oh yeah, the scripture passages that are given with this. Uh, first one is, since then, this is chapter 4, verse 16. Since then, we have a great high priest who passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with 
then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help great grace to help in the time of need That's the first verse. And then the second one is therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witness, let us also lay aside every weight and sin, which clings to so closely and let us run with endurance. The race that is set before us looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and seated is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. So, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting as it breaks down our position and the scriptures and the, and what's so key that has been affecting us, you know, how the goodness of God. And I love this because of the fact that Christ is superior. Christ is superior. Honestly, it's we're we're always missing that mark or missing the understanding of how superior he is to everything that we're doing. Everything pushes back to God, his glory in all things. And the example that is that he sets for us that it's possible to live to glorify God. The question is, is whether or not we want to. The question is whether or not we want to honor God in the way we live or we're just going to continue living a rebellious lifestyle. That's the choice that we have to make and then understand whether or not we want to go in that direction. So let's get into this and let's look at some of these chapters. I love this because in when we look at this passage and we start breaking this thing down here, it says long ago. And many times, well, well, sorry, long ago in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed the heir of all things through whom he also created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And he, he upholds the universe by his word or his, of the word of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much superior to angels as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. You know, one of the things that's really interesting is because of the fact that Jesus Christ sets the example for us, you know, and he frees us from a lot of the burdens that we have been, that we failed to recognize there were in the law. There was a major burden in the law because the law could not be kept. We, we in our futility seek to try and do everything that the law says, and it doesn't work because of the fact that what, what we fail to recognize, what the Pharisees fail to recognize is that none of us could live up to the standard of the law. None of us could live the law perfectly. That's why Christ had to show up and show us exactly how it was done and, and be without sin, to be the perfect sacrifice. Because if there was any way that we could live the law perfectly, then there would have been no reason for Christ to come and show up for us. There would be no reason for this. And also off this very first verse, you know, a lot of people, you know, they, they want to believe that, you know, listen, that everything stops with what Jesus has given us. But you have to understand that the New Testament was written after, right after the ministry of Jesus that sheds light on his death, burial, and resurrection. So the the law that we have, the word of God that we have from the Old Testament and New Testament are both critical to, to our faith and our walk as believers. And because we can't 
sit here and then take the doctrines of the gospel, the doctrines of the epistles, the doctrine of revelation or the word from revelation and ignore them because of the fact that they weren't in the new, Te- you know, they were in the old Testament. So this is where the challenge is what we run into. And Jesus is like, listen, I'm freeing you from a lot of bondage that we put in our religion rather than in a relationship. And because of the fact that we couldn't do this, Jesus makes it a lot more clearer and plainer. And I love how the writer of Hebrews does this because of the fact that, you know, when we get it twisted thinking that we are, you know, all that in a bag of chips, you know, we were made less than the angels and Jesus was made greater than the angels. He's God, fully man, fully God. And a lot of people don't even understand that. There are, there are a lot of people who go through their whole life, not understanding the full deity Godhead, God nature of Christ. There's no way that we can, you know, we're embracing that Jesus is a good man and he died. And how is it that we as believers don't understand? How is it that we can go through our whole life as, as Christians and never know that Jesus is God? And I'm telling you, this is the failure that we have in the church because of the fact I think that 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 uh, what is it the scripture says that they have the form of godliness but denying the power therein. That that we talk about this walk of faith and this walk and this 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 pursuit of honoring God, but deny the very power and the very power of our faith is clearly the deity of God, the deity of Jesus. His sinlessness, his per, his perfect nature, as per you know, sinless man and perfect God, member of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, that He came to die for us, and and skipping that, that is every cult, every deviation or false doctrine begins with denying the deity, denying the nature of God, denying the nature of Jesus Christ. Period. Period. If Jesus is not fully God, if Jesus is not fully God, there's only one God. We don't become gods. He's king of kings, Lord of lords, not God of gods. He's king of kings, Lord of lords, period. To say that we become like gods is to basically do what Satan said in Genesis chapter three. If you eat of this tree, you will become like, you will surely become like God knowing good and evil that's the lie it, that's the lie they they just they sought to become like god and and in god's word and it says from beginning to end i am the i'm the beginning and the end there is no other god there are no other gods look at isaiah chapter look at isaiah 44 is it 44 6 or 44 8 46 uh, just look at it he, there are no other gods it's only him he's superior but if we become gods, that makes us superior just as him. And that makes that adds to the God number. And that's not the case, because if we were to be gods, then we could if we were gods, we could solve every illness, every ailment, every problem and, and destroy evil completely. But evil is still in the world and evil and sin is still within us. Let us walk away from the doctrines that lead us into heresy by firstly denying the power of God. You know, they, you know, they talk about the, you know, verses, uh, chapter 
Christ in Hebrews chapter 10, you know, talks about verses one through four, the sacrifices under the law and versus the sacrifices of Christ, the sacrifices under the law verses one through four in chapter 10. Well, I'll get to chapter 10 in a minute here, but it's really, it's really, yes, they are one father, son, Holy spirit, three, one, the concept is completely unattainable, unattainable, unattainable for us to fully understand. They're clear pictures. The plurality in the Godhead that speaks of let us make man in our image. Giving us reason, giving us the ability to think, giving giving us the ability to function higher at a higher level than what animals would function. Doesn't mean that we were made to be God. We're not duplicate copies of God when he says "Let, let us make man in our image. And then we look and we see, you can see passages that show the plurality. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord our God is one. That one is not a single digit, but it's a, it's a, it's a plurality. There's a unity in that plurality. Then you look at, what is it, Matthew chapter 3, when we're looking at the, the picture of the, the, the Trinity right there, the Jesus, the Son of God, who's in the water, rising out of the water after the baptism by John. The Holy Spirit is descending upon his shoulder, and God from heaven is speaking out, saying, This is my Son, in whom I'm well pleased. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit all present at the same time. This isn't a Batman situation. This isn't a Batman, you know, Bruce Wayne, Clark Kent, Kal-El, you know, Superman situation here. And it's very, it's very, very key that we don't get this screwed up here. Yes, exactly. Exactly, Tricia. Take care. Take care, um, Linda. Be safe. So we have to we have to look at God's word and not compromise on it. It's is is it an easy if if we can sit here and fully understand the Trinity, we'd become God. If we could fully understand why how God can choose who he wants to be in heaven and us receiving the message of Jesus Christ, this message of salvation. If if we there's so much that we can answer, but if you if if here here's it if we are to be gods or if we were be we would be gods outside of the godhead as you look at in job is it chapter 37 or 38 when god was done with him his friends deliberating on why job was a sinner and trying to have a better understanding of god and he says were you there with me in the beginning when i found found you know i made the foundations of the world were you there when I parted the seas and were you there when I did all this great wonder? And if none of us can answer and say that we were there upon the creation, guess what? We're not God because God does not have a create a beginning point outside of eternity. And for us to be created by our parents and come into this world, we have a starting point, a finite starting point. God does not have a finite starting point. Sorry, I know it's a lot for you to hear when we're going through on this with Hebrews, but it's very clear that we can't, we can't. I mean, this, the superiority of Christ is critical. It's key. The superiority of Christ is critical and key because of the fact that it helps us understand who it is that we're supposed to be following. Again, our countries are failing because of the fact that the standard of Christ is not by which the standard we want leading us 
We choose less than that. We choose we choose horribly less than that, woefully less than that standard. We don't want that level of holiness guiding us. We don't want to stay. We want to stay away from a theocracy. And I, I, the reason why we want to stay away from a theocracy is because the moment that we have a theocracy, it means we must be accountable for our actions. And there is a higher power that we must yield to. But we can yield to the Constitution. We can yield to tri- police officers on the on the highway. But yielding to God, oh no, not ready for that. And the writer here is showing he is greater than all that that we put our hope and trust in. And it's 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 important. It's important that we do better. I love this. Um, he says the theme and purpose. I'm going to quickly do this before we go to a break here. Um, actually, uh, yeah, I'm struggling here too because of the fact that uh, <laughs> audio and everything like that is off, completely off. Um, yeah. It's funny. Uh, yeah, it's going to be completely off here. Uh, yeah, I hope that I can get this thing working here. Mm. Yeah, you know what we'll do is we'll just uh, we'll get this over here. And uh, we'll be going to a break here in about 30 seconds or less than that. But uh, <laughs> I'm just telling you, this is a lot of fun. This is a lot of fun. Uh, I appreciate every last one of you as we sit here and get into God's word and uh, we try and better understand this. Um, So in 20 seconds, well, 15 seconds, we're going to go to a break. And then when we get back from there, um, I'm encouraging every last one of you. uh, Let's do this. Let's go to a break and I'll talk to you. Go beautiful people on the flip side. In John 14, 6, Jesus said, I'll bet you've noticed there are food shortages happening just about everywhere. If you think it'll get worse before it gets better, don't get caught unprepared to feed your family. Prepare with Mojo50.com. Jeremy Leahy is on Mojo 5 Radio. I've always referred to Liz Cheney as Tootsie. I mean, she looks like her father in drag. Go! Liz Cheney, a.k.a. Tootsie, sits down with CNN and makes a statement where she says, Donald Trump cannot be allowed to be president again. Okay, well, I got news for you, Tootsie. Liz Cheney, a.k.a. Tootsie. It's not up to you. It's up to the American electorate to decide who's going to be president or not. Still taking his digs. Liz Cheney, a.k.a. Tootsie. You don't dictate to the American people who's going to be president or not. But having lots of fun. Notwithstanding, all the best to you, uh, Liz Cheney, a.k.a. <laughs> Sorry. Jeremy Leahy, right here on Mojo 50 Radio. Wednesdays at noon, Saturday nights at 10 p.m., both Eastern Standards. Shame on you, you macho shithead. Sorry. <laughs> Fast Track Student Loans can get your student loans out of default, stop any wage garnishments, stop collection calls, and stop seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and get your student loan payments down to as little as $25 a month based on what you can afford to pay. 800-709-4395. 800-709-4395. 800-709-4395. 800-709-4395. 800-709-4395. 
when you know it's about to get real and you really need a plan and you need people on board there's only one place to be sunday long live radio 5 a.m eastern 10 a.m uk eat at a time battle for freedom Welcome back, everyone, as we sit here getting back into the book of Hebrews. Again, God loves coffee because Hebrews. <laughs> and I see a funny one in here, actually. Trisha says this morning her, her hubby enjoyed she drew, she brews or she drews. <laughs> or you try to say Hebrews. I don't know. But either way, I just say so. If you said she brews, that would have been pretty stinking hilarious. Uh, we're doing building Bible back uh, as I try and uh, help you have a better appreciation for the Word of God. Um, this is oh, in a time like this, as people let us stay in prayer for the people in Florida, the people who are affected in Puerto Rico and the Dominican Republic. Uh, I'm sure Haiti probably might have been affected as well too. Cuba. Uh, all these different places that were affected by uh, the weather are going to be affected. Uh, it was really sad. I was listening to Joe Pags yesterday, and he was just talking about he was just talking about how you have people who were wishing hor- pain and death on Ron DeSantis, saying that the hurricane that's hitting Florida is what he deserves for sending fifty migrants to Martha's Vineyard. I want to go. I want to step step there for a second here. Now think about this. You hate someone so much that you wish death upon them. Is that a much better way? What kind of what kind of what kind of um, worldview do you have? What kind of ideology do you have here, where you actually have to celebrate the pain of um, of someone? What kind of pain do you need to experience in order to feel that way? Those are not the words of Christ. That's not the words of the Bible. It, it that you know the Bible it just sits there says don't sit there rejoicing over. I was having a conversation with a, a brother a sensei at American Black Belt Karate yesterday in Noblesville. And he was just talking about how there's a lot of people who are on fire for God. Sensei Jeff, he was just saying that there's a lot of people who are on fire for God. But sadly, sadly, they um, there's this great divide in the world right now. There's this hatred. And, and, and because we don't have Christ in us, we actually we actually wish the death of other people who don't know God. It's sad. It's very, very, very sad to see how badly this has become. The hatred, the visceral hatred. And it's done on the other side, too, of people wishing, you know, bad for for Joe Biden. Is that the better way? Is that the better way or do we look back to God's word and we get back to God's word and follow the example that he sets for us? Because for some strange reason, we are fixated on dishonoring God in our our minds and our mouths. And our actions are not in, a, in, in any way glorifying God. Lord, help us. 
there's a lot here in this, but you know the the first four, you know verses one through four. I mean, four, in chapter one, four through fourteen, talks about the superiority of Christ because of his deity. You know, then he gets into chapter two, talking about the danger of the neglect, and then also chapter two talks about Christ is superior because of his humanity. Humanity, something that's lacking from us because of the fact that we still sit here. Lord, help us. No, hate is not of God. It is not of God. And Curtis says, stop, stop, drop. Or are you still into the coffee thing? Because you said stop, drip and roll doesn't work in hell. (laughs) Whether it's drip or drop, neither of them work in hell. (laughs) Lord help us then we look at and this is the real key look at chapter 3 because this says Christ is superior to Moses in his work now this doesn't negate who Moses is but Christ is God and he's greater than Moses Christ is greater than the law God is greater than the law because all the law is is a means for us in a, to follow in obedience in an amends to try and be right before God. But we never could accomplish that. Even Moses could not live the law. He was guilty before he even wrote the tablets. He, he Remember he killed that Egyptian? He killed the Egyptian? So Moses, even in all the perfection of him going from 15 to 10 tablets, I mean, three to two tablets, just joking, Trying two tablets of the Ten Commandments. Even Moses was flawed. That's an inside joke for those who never mind. The second warning in chapter three, verse seven through four, uh, thirteen. The second warning of danger of unbelief. Because there's this danger of the hardening of the heart. Chapter three, verses seven through nineteen. And this idea that we can harden our hearts to the truth of God, we can harden our hearts and 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 know that there's freedom in Christ. I mean, there's there's so much of a parallel for me. This is just what I see. There's a parallel for me that I see between Hebrews and Galatians. Galatians was the very first book that uh, Paul had written. Of all the epistles that he had written, Galatians was the very first one. And I almost feel like this is bringing back to Paul being the author and writer of Hebrews because of the fact that in Galatians, there was this freedom from the law because of the fact that Peter was cool hanging out with the Gentiles. And then when the, the, when the, when the, the Pharisees started showing up or the Judaizers started showing up, Peter then decided he wanted to separate himself, separate himself from the Gentiles. Oh, not eating ham hocks anymore. Not having this conversation with you. I'm going to go back to the old way. And there was a burden in going back to the old way when we were free in Christ. And here it is. You know, the, the author, chapter 4, verses 1 through 13, says the challenge to enter his rest This idea. Let's 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 actually do that. Let's let's go there. Let's go there. And let's go here. Therefore, with the promise of entering his rest still stands. Let us let us uh, 
Let us fear lest any of you uh, should seem to have failed to reach it. For good news came to us just as from them, but the message they did heard did not benefit them because they were not united by faith with those who listened. For we have believed and entered the rest. He said, as I swore in my wrath, they shall and they shall not enter my rest. Although his works were finished from the foundation of the world, he for he has somewhere spoken of the seventh day in this way, and God rested on the seventh day from all his works. And again, this passage he says, they shall not enter my rest. Since then, therefore, it remains it seems it remains for some to enter it. For those who formerly received the good news failed to enter because of disobedience. Again, the appoints, uh, he appoints a certain day today saying through David so long afterwards and in the words already quoted today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. You know, and it's really it's really in- interesting because, again, I think there is this fixation you know, where God has given us the law to follow. And there are some really great principles that we can follow that still exist in the new in the Old Testament that we can follow. But then there are burdens that are also in the Old Testament because of the fact that there is a freedom in Christ where we we just have to be careful on balancing our lives and recognizing the superiority of Christ frees us from a lot of the burdens that we have been placed upon us. Thank God we don't have to sacrifice these animals anymore. Even though right now in Israel they're getting they're getting the red heifers for for purification sacrifices. They're getting you know I mean and it's a once in a lifetime thing that you see these things taking a place. And I think they have five red heifers that you know they have the 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 golden menorah that goes like a million dollar or three million dollar golden menorah. They have all these things that they're trying to bring back. I mean look at all the fight and fuss that they're trying to do is to bring back the temple that they want to bring back the third temple that you know that will be set apart you know, this physical temple that they're looking to build and have in Jerusalem in Israel they want this third temple so badly but the temple mount is in the way if the if the if it was so easy for this temple mount to be there though this third temple to be there it would have been there already and they're doing all this stuff to get these sacrifices and all this stuff back together again. And the sacrifices mean nothing but Christ when he said to Telestoy, John 19.30, it is finished. There was no need for further sacrifice. But we as Christians, we're doing everything that we can to usher in this third temple. And it's it's completely, it's short-sighted. It's No, it's not short-sighted. It's blind-sighted to sit here and try and usher in this, this, this subjection to the law that Christ freed us from. He has freed us from this. It's 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 just crazy what the the the, the yeah, yeah, Jamie says even the bricks have to be made from a certain dirt. <laughs> You're trying to build this perfect scenario literally the efforts of trying to make the third temple is exactly like it takes me back to uh, Genesis chapter 11, the Tower of Babel. They're trying to build this, this, this structure to God to reach him to heaven, to reach the heavens. And again, here it is. They're trying to build this temple. And the question is, is it a physical temple? Or is it really the temple of the Holy Spirit of humanity, the church? 
again, I, I know that there's a lot of end times things that you can talk about here, but I'm telling you the superiority is it's, it's what Christ has done on the cross for us and allowed the spirit of God to reside within us for those who call out, confess that Christ is Lord and King. Is the temple, the defilement that we see in the temple is what happens with what, what, with the, our medicines, with, with what we do to people, that we with the, the defilement of what we do through our, our licentiousness, our inability to hamper or basically put our sin aside or make it less and, then, and, and actually seek to sin less? Because Christ has made us sinless before God. But that sinlessness is that sinlessness happens in our glorified bodies, not now. We strive, we live, where there are some principles and laws that we can try and follow so that God would be glorified in our bodies. Amen, Carolyn. Oh, this is a good one here. This is a good one here. Uh and it takes forever for it to come through. She says, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion, as in the days of trial in the wilderness. You know, amen, Jamie. She's like, it's all written in Revelation. She says, our bodies are temples. Sacrifices now is not animals, it's ourselves daily. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Or chapter 1. <laughs> We're, we, we are so badly missing this. And there's... <laughs> oh, oh, and then, oh my goodness. Uh, Scott says, which is really sad. Oh, this is... Yeah, let me, let me just put this one up. This thing is moving really slow. I don't know why, but, um, you know, let's see, where is, where art thou? Oh, uh, I guess it's not working. So I guess I'm just going to have to use this one. Something is missing on here. Okay, let's bring this up here. Some people believe since they are saved, they can sin more. Which is, a, in, it, which is, which is in complete contradiction to what Paul says in Romans chapter 6, verse 1. May we sin that grace may abound all the more? God forbid. God forbid, because Christ is greater. The life he lived, the sinless life he lived, the life of compassion, the life of service, the life of, 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 of love and truth and justice and the godly way, not the American way, the godly way <laughs> is what we should be pursuing. But that's not what we do. Because of our hardened hearts. Back to back to what Carolyn shared with Psalm 95.8. Then we look at the superiority of Christ's work. And this this frees us from the this frees us from the bondage. This frees us from the bondage that we had that was killing us. Christ is superior in his position. He's God. <laughs> he dropped the God card. <laughs> yeah, you you thought that you could win with your deuces. You thought you could maybe even win with your jokers, but God pulled out the God card. <laughs> you are not trumping that one. Rock paper scissors, God. Rod, rock rock paper scissors, God. <laughs> you lose every time. <laughs> 
Christ is superior in his qualifications, the Aaronic priesthood and, and also the Melchizedek priesthood. So he's like, he is, he's the lamb and the priest and the lion. <laughs> oh, the third warning of danger, not in, of not maturing. That, you know, in chapter 5, you know, verses 11 through 14, it talks about the idea of the dullness of hearing, the need for maturity, 6 through 8. This is the whole idea. Yeah, let's go to that. Let's go to that one there. Oh, you're not going to play nice on here. So let's get rid of that one for the time being. Let's get rid of that one for the time being. I'm just going to, I'm going to open it up for myself in another chapter because I think when I do this it causes problems for me when I'm working with this thing so I'm going to go to the Hebrews Pat uh, instead of rush rough blah, 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 uh, six I love this here um, yeah I'm not speaking in tongues <laughs> bread it says there's always three hail berries and four father forgives me <laughs> yeah yeah no <laughs> oh my goodness yes um yes jamie was saying that she was following up on uh scott's uh, comment about saying that is because they're being taught that sin is forgiven when you accept god into your heart past present and future and sin does sin doesn't exist. Then sin doesn't exist anymore. And that's that's the lie. That's the lie, because the fact that as long as we are in our mortal bodies, I mean, Paul deals with it in Romans chapter seven. The whole idea is that the, the good that he wants to do, he doesn't find himself doing. He finds himself doing the things that he doesn't want to do. This is a person who is an author of at least thirteen books of the New Testament, and he's saying, "I want to do better." But I find myself not always abiding by God's law. I'm not finding myself abiding by the word of God. And I am I but but you know what? As I struggle with this, like Martin Luther struggled with sin, I'm grateful. Romans Romans chapter seven, verse twenty five. Thanks be to God for Jesus Christ. Thanks be the greater one, the, the superior one. Who who basically who who he ex, he exhorts us to maturity. The Holy Spirit brings back to our remembrance everything that God's taught us. Romans, I mean John chapter fourteen twenty six, and that we remember what God is trying to do in our lives, and we live to exalt Him and do what He's called us. Yes, Grace, no one is perfect but God. Very true. No one is perfect but God. But the thing is that we put ourselves into this. We put ourselves into this bondage. We put ourselves in this bondage. I'm telling you that see, cause here's the challenge that we run into is that we're, we're living in a fallen world. Okay. And we're surrounded by a wealth of depravity. And a lot of it we can find in the mirror. <laughs> Trust me. We don't, we don't need to go. We don't need to go online nor a strip joint or even to the local bodega to find trouble. 
<laughs> we can just look in the mirror and find it there. We only pray that that daily sacrifice, that daily renewal of the mind is daily yielding to the spirit of God saying, Lord, in you, I put my trust and show me a way to guide I mean, show me a way to live. Guide me that I may glorify you in everything that we do. What did I do? Yes. We're, and yes, Jamie, uh, amen. This is a good one here. This is a good one here. Um, a, amen. Uh, where is it? Where art thou? Oh, there it is. We're supposed to strive to be perfect. Matthew 5, 48. You therefore must be perfect as your heavenly father is uh, perfect. Uh, be holy as I am holy. You know, uh, we need the Lord to guide us in, but we can't do it in our own strength. It is the spirit of God that, that, that goodness, any form of goodness should be reflected in our lives is because of his grace, his, his mercy. We thank him for that. Lord, help us. Lord, help us when we are not abiding by his word and not abiding by his will. It is a challenge. It truly is indeed a challenge for us to live according to his will and his way. But we, we thank him for what he has done. The superiority of Christ. Oh, wait. Uh, yeah, he's, he's superior in his priestly order. You can see that in chapter 7. Chapter 8, you know, the better covenant. A new covenant that we have. A better and new covenant we have in God. See, <laughs> God took the sacrifice God sent his son. Do you, God took on what we couldn't take because he knew we couldn't do it. He didn't break our, he didn't break, get this. He didn't, okay, if you haven't looked at the story between God talking with Abraham and there's a slaughter of animals and God walks in the midst of the slaughter, the, he walks in the midst of the death the sacrifices that were laid before him. That was, he was, that was his punishment that he, he would say, be upon me should I break the covenant. But God didn't break the covenant. We did. We broke the covenant in the garden. We break the covenant every day. But he decided, you know what? I'm not going to keep walking through the sacrifice. I'm going to bring my, I'm going to send my son who's going to be the final sacrifice who dies and set a new covenant with you. He didn't, he didn't break the covenant. We did. And he decides that, you know, because he loves us so much, he wants us to, he wants to be in relationship with us and he makes it possible. This is the sacrifice I've given you. Will you start your relationship with me through the sacrifice of my son? He is the perfect offering. You don't even have to bring it. It's not a B. B Y O S, bring your own sacrifice. No, no, no. He's like, I got you covered. Just show up. Just, just show up. It's kind of like the parable of the great banquet. Just show up. None of the people had to bring anything. The stuff was already provided in the parable of the great banquet. And Jesus and God is saying that there's a great banquet here for you right now in and feast in the the life that I offer you in the covenant that I give you through the sacrifice of my son. 
<laughs> it doesn't get better than this, folks. He's making it way too easy. It's like an at-home test, and he already filled in the answers for you. You don't even have to write the answers in because he's already put. You don't even need the key. He he just handed you a perfectly answered test, and all you have to do is just write your name on the top. Uh sorry. The superiority of Christ's sanctuary and sacrifices is in chapter 9. You know, it talks about the old covenant sanctuary and sacrifice, the new covenant sanctuary and sacrifice. And I love this when we get into chapter 10, as we look at the superiority of Christ of the Christian's walk of faith, hold fast to the confession of faith, you know, and then chapter four, the warning of danger of drawing back. I mean, uh, the, the fourth warning, danger of drawing back. And, and this is, this is really key because of the fact that before, between the whole fast of the confession of faith, which ends with Hebrews 10.25, talking about the whole idea that we as believers, you know what? We need to be in fellowship with other believers. Now, is it does it have to be a physical church structure or could it even be an, a home church, which which grows into possibly a church structure or just a church community within a community? But there has to be fellowship. Believers can't run solo. They're there. They're this. This. How many people have they found dead in the desert or in the in these ravines and everything like that because they hiked alone? Because they hiked alone, they didn't have enough supplies to endure the grueling conditions out there. And many of us think that we can continue hiking life without. Being, you know, in in connection with other believers that can help us. The Lord ideally is and perfectly is our help and our support. But God has provided other believers as a source of encouragement. Many are on, uh, Scott says, BYO is bring your own salvation. Definitely ain't happening here. (laughs) Yeah, definitely ain't happening here. And because the fact that God knew that we could bring our own salvation we could bring our own sacrifice. He sent Christ to die for us, and he and he brings other believers to encourage us. I I had the joy this past weekend of spending seventy two hours with a whole bunch of men, praising and worshiping God, and uh, it was a just a blessed moment. To be in the presence of just God and seeing how he transformed lives. He changed lives, changed my life uh, for his glory. I know that sometimes church can seem a little bit frustrating because they're just stinky, messed up people in the church. It could always use one more. It could always use one more. The fellowship is key. The definition of faith. Oh, I love this. Let's go to eleven, chapter one, because we uh, uh, we can't we can can uh, yeah. This is going to cause a problem. Yeah, yep, exactly. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. For by it, people of old received their commendation. By faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, and and, uh, and so. What was seen was not made out of things that are visible. 
I mean, this is key when we look at this thing, this whole idea of honoring God and faith and trusting who he is and everything that he said he has done. Folks, we can't ignore the reality of who God is, his love, his mercy, his grace, and so much more. We can't ignore it. And if we do, if we, if we ignore the truth that he has made available through Christ, through his word, we perish in rebellion. We perish in rebellion. And I'm begging us to walk away from that rebellion and yield to Christ. He hasn't changed. I think it's chapter 13, verses uh, 1, 13, 8 says he's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. His love, his mercy, his compassion exists over and over. And to do this right, you got to BYOB, like Carolyn says, and bring your own Bible. <laughs> Get in the word, folks. Get in the word of God. Christ is superior, and there's a lot of freedom if you just get in the word. I appreciate every last one of you as we uh, had a good time of discussion. Uh, love you all. God bless. I'm out. Hasta la vista, baby. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo 5. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.